Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, village. Welcome back to Overwhelmed Moms. This is part two of this awesome new topic we're talking about. And we actually did part four. Oh my gosh, help me out. Part, part one. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting overwhelmed. Part one with Sarah Rayner. But I'll let um, Kira introduce us this topic and get us started. Well, Sarah, you know what? We're not even going to waste time. Listen, if you don't know who Sarah Rayner is, please go back to episode one or even last season and um, she'll give you her bio. But we want to just jump right into this. Sarah, you talked to us with the first episode about overwhelmed moms. You gave us eight self-care tips that we need to really heed to that are biblically based. Can Mm -hmm. you kind of just give us an overview of those? And let's just jump right into, you know, how can we not be or how can we get out of being overwhelmed moms? Yes, let me go through. I'll go through real quick the eight. And then if you want me to elaborate on any of them, you can go back and and ask me which ones to elaborate on. So number one is we really are. God has created us with limits. He's we are not God. We have to eat. We have to sleep. We need to rest. We are not meant to be God. We cannot be everything to everybody all the time, nor should we try to be that. Then we get into the savior complex. If I can do everything for everybody all the time, I can help them and save them. And, and that's just not our place. That's God's place. So one is we're created with limits and we need to live inside of those limits. Mm-hmm. Number two is we really need to take care of our temple or our tent. And that's the box that God has allowed us to have for this lifetime. We are to exercise, sleep, and eat healthy. All of those principles are backed by science, but that is how God has designed our bodies to work. We need to eat healthy. We're supposed to sleep a certain amount of time. And yes, even exercising or getting out and moving our body can lead to an anti-inflammatory response in our with stress in our bodies. Number three was to rest and pray and meditate on the Lord's word to give yourself downtime. Four was community support, and that is having the body of Christ around you. You support them. They support you emotionally, physically. You need to be with other believers. Five is learn something new. Use the brain that God has given you by using something new. You're actually helping your brain with neurogenesis, and which helps ward off things like depression and cognitive deficits. Um, as Kristen and I kind of mentioned at the so before, this might even just be an audio book while you're driving to work or picking your kids up in car line, and a book that's teaching you something. Number six was stop with the guilt and shame because that just doesn't come from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is Satan. And we mm-hmm. talked about Peter running towards Christ even after Peter denied him. He ran towards him because that's the type of, of God that we serve, not one of condemnation, but one of mercy and forgiveness. And so guilt and shame are just not from the Lord. Number seven, it's not bad to enjoy good things. God wants us to enjoy the resources he has so graciously and freely given us. We just can't make those good things into an idol as if they're going to take away all of our stress and feelings of being overwhelmed. Number eight was that it's okay to ask for time and it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so those were the eight things that we touched on in, in episode one of what can we do when we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. 
So tell us then some factors that we can put, that can, you know, make our lives not good. You like, listen, it, these are some factors that, you know, if you keep doing this, it can actually not be good for your health. Yeah, maybe some long term. Mm-hmm. So the factors that cause that are you know, obviously stress and stress is caused by things like financial debt, not having time to do things. Marital stress can cause us to be more stressed, feeling like you have to be everything to everybody, not sleeping. All of those things cause it. And what happens is our bodies have that initial flight or fight response. We have adrenaline. Um, it increases our heart rate. It increases our blood pressure, increases our energy, and it even changes our blood vessels. And, and those things are good when we're trying, when we have a danger. But our body is supposed to reset. Our, our nervous system is supposed to reset itself once the danger is out of the way. But when we're in this constant stress or, or feeling overwhelmed, what happens is we basically take the gas pedal. Instead of letting off of it, we sit on idle and we just keep it going in neutral. And so acute stress then turns into chronic stress. And what happens is when we have chronic stress, those cortisol um, hormones, the adrenaline, it's staying in our body and, and it's not letting up. Mm-hmm. And so that leads to significant physical issues for us. Some of those things being high blood pressure, because again, it's affecting our blood vessels, can lead to a thinning of your blood vessels or, or buildup in them. It can lead to things like diabetes, other mm-hmm. heart related issues and immune system problems. When we are in a chronic state of stress, you're actually less likely to be able to fight off infection. Mm. Um, and lastly, one that nobody wants is long-term cortisol in our body. It's going to be stored and, it's, and we're more likely to gain weight and have a hard time losing it. Wow. Mm. And, and can I, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but something so simple as we lose ourselves. You know, I was talking to a mom not too long ago and she was mentioning how, you know, she was going through so much and she was overwhelmed, you know, and... I will say based on what you said in chronic stage of stress. And she said that she feels like she lost herself. Like she doesn't know who she is anymore. She's like, I feel like if I find somebody from my childhood that knew me very well, she's like, I, I, I don't think they'll see the same person. You know, I think you don't want to get to that point, mom. You know, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't even recognize the person you've seen, you know, and you're losing yourself. When we become a mom, we often have this set of expectations, and you all know this, of what we think motherhood would be. And I'm going to say probably 99% of those circumstances, it is never what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is very different. And so that can that's change in humans is hard anyway, but when the change is abrupt and you can't unchange it, that's very difficult. Changing our expectations can help, but what you're saying, Jesus Marie, is when we are when we are at the point where we're looking at ourselves and we're thinking, I don't even know who this woman is anymore, that's probably a good sign that you need to get some professional counseling at that time. Because mm-hmm. um, when you've lost your own identity and you're not and you're not even able to remember who you were, or who you are, or who you are in Christ, that is a red flag for me. And I would have significant concerns because that's going to lead to just a, a vicious cycle that's going to be hard to get out of your on your own. And so that would be where if you feel like you've lost your identity and who you are, that's a time where I think professional counseling would be something you need to look for. Sarah, so I'm, I'm always have my husband in mind whenever we're doing these podcasts. 
he periodically listens to them. I'm not going to say he's an avid listener, but every once in a while, and in case he listens to this, I must speak as an advocate for him because your list, one through eight, was perfection, and everything on there was was right on. But I would I would say if Jimmy were listening to this, he might have one to add. Number nine. For number nine, <laughs> a way to balance being overwhelmed if you are a married mom would be sex. Do you think that that should belong <laughs> on your list? Listen, can you say that again? No. <laughs> it took much courage for me to say it one time. Seriously, though, Sarah, right? But I think, I, uh, and that really leads to the question I actually have for you is, do our mar- families and our marriages and our children feel hurt by having a a wife or a mom in the home that's overwhelmed. So I'm joking around about sex, but I'm not, because I think part of how our husbands feel hurt or neglected when we're overwhelmed is most of the time that area is lacking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were joking before we came on air because I told the ladies that Jimmy's always got my best interest in mind. Like if I ever have a headache or my shoulder (laughs) hurts, girl, I don't care what ailment it is. He knows something that can solve it. (laughs) He's like, I'm just thinking about you. You know, when we do that together, it releases endorphins. And then, you know, he's the healer of all things. (laughs) But seriously, talk about that real quick. Tell me, Am I on track? Is Jimmy on track? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, I'm not letting Art listen to this. (laughs) I do not want him getting any ideas for when I feel stressed. Uh, But I think what, you know, Kristen, what you're saying is, and and I would agree, sex is an important part of marriage and, and God's design for marriage. Are you all there? I feel like I dropped you. No, no we're no, here. We're, we're, we're just yeah, listening. It's, it's been very silent. Maybe because it's, it went silent. So maybe it's the word sex. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, sex is an important part of marriage. And so when we are feeling stressed out, when we're feeling overwhelmed for a woman, I can't speak for all women, but it's very unlikely that we're going to be like, yes, let's have sex, honey. <laughs> Most of the time it's no, don't touch me. I need space and time to myself. I don't want to have to serve yet another person with yeah. my body. <laughs> and so it can cause feelings of bitterness and resentment. But then what happens is when you withhold sex, which I don't believe is biblical, but when you withhold it, now your husband's not getting a physical need that God has designed him with, which also his physical need creates an emotional response to you. And so he is going to probably feel bitter or distant. And it's not right on the wife or the husband. So it definitely does create, specifically with sex, it can create a divide in the marriage. But just feeling stressed out, I said it in the first episode, and I will say it again, how we respond to our kids or really to anybody, I would say, is less about that person's emotional state and more about our emotional state. Mm -hmm. So let me just say it one more time. How we respond to people is less about their emotional state and more about our emotional state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And I see it with me and my kids. When I'm in a great mood on a great day, if my kid has a meltdown, I can handle it like, you know, clinical psychologists should (laughs) or believers should. But when I'm stressed or overwhelmed or I feel annoyed, I am more likely to be snappy or short. And if that is my normal response or even the Mm -hmm. response that I often have, you can imagine the damage that does to children Mm -hmm. and your relationship with them and the damage it does to your spouse or your friends if you're that way towards them. So having being overwhelmed all the time 
yes, it can absolutely cause more difficulty in relationships. And in that difficulty, you then feel the stress of that. So it feeds back into your stress. Right. Well, the root of that response, you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed and then I act like it's my children or my husband, really the root of that is pride, right? Because, you know, I'm feeling a certain way, so I don't want to own that. So I've got to figure out who's causing my problems. And wow, that's a big load for our children and our husbands to bear. It's a load that's not theirs to carry. And, and it's I, a behavior that they learn. Right. And I don't I don't want my children to grow up thinking that they were a mistake hmm. in my ever important life. I want them to know that this this was God's good and perfect gift that God gave their dad and me eight of them to love and care for. I don't want them to feel like a burden because I have not done a good job with my schedule or because I haven't taken the time to pray or to have my quiet time or to really trust Christ. So I'm going to make it their problem. What an error in my motherhood if I do that. And Chris, I want to add to that too. All of that I agree with. And I think part of it is we in as believers in this culture, in this time, we have bought into a lie that being a mom is not a wonderful thing that Mm -hmm. we need to be out in the workforce, making much of ourselves. And so if we have bought into the lie that, that motherhood is not this God glorifying hard work, missional work, and we don't see it that way, Mm -hmm. we are more likely to be stressed and overwhelmed and see our kids as a hindrance to what Mm -hmm. we think we should be doing. Yeah, it's it's so true and it's so prevalent. It's so prevalent, Sarah, in the church. You know, somehow we, we feel like we have to put down people like, you know, I laugh when they say like you're a cookie baking mom, like that's a bad thing. My kids like cookies. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Or but you know, that's a that's it's not actually the cookies, it's it's a whole thing, you know, or that all we are are these reproductive beings. And of course we're more than that, but we are partly that. And that's how God made us. And he wants us to embrace his design for his people. And we're not going to be happy as believers unless we do embrace that design. Yeah. Wow, Sarah. Um, I'm sitting here just speechless, just taking it all in. Can you help us as moms with some ideas, some thoughts, some creativity of how can we be more present as we've talked about our husbands and with our kids and and avoid being overwhelmed? You know, what are some of the things that we can do, practical things that can help us to be there for our husbands, be there for our children, but not become that overwhelmed, stressed mom? So Kira, when I think about being present with our kids, there's really two things that I just think are so important. One is set down social media and your phone. Mm -hmm. Too often we think that quantity time with our family equals quality time with our family. And that is not the case. And so a mom might get to the end of the day and be like, I've spent hours with my kids. You Mm -hmm. might have, you might have been physically present with your children, but were you emotionally present with your kids? Mm -hmm. And I I don't say that to guilt moms. Here's what I actually say is an encouragement. If you set down your phone, and you spend quality time with your child, that quality time with your child will be more life-giving than a, than a quantity of time with, on your phone and engaged in other activities. So that quality time is so important. 
we also have just believed the lie that there is stuff on the internet that is just more important and somehow socially connecting on the internet is more important than connecting with our own family. Mm -hmm. And so we spend hours connecting with people on the internet when we have a child sitting right next to us that we're not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. So I'd say to be more present, take time away from social media, limit social media and set down your phone and be more present with your child. Number two is, and I think Kristen would even be a better person to answer this one because she has a larger family, but that family schedule is so important. So yes, moms, you're not just a mom. You're more than just a mom. You are a daughter of the high king and he created you with with a mission and a purpose for his glory. And he wants you to fill the, to fulfill that. And part of what he's given you is a role called mom. And so there are things outside of the role of being mom that are life-giving. And he wants you to engage it. Discipling other women is life-giving. And it's actually a command that you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're not doing that. We are actually in disobedience to the Lord, but that comes back to scheduling. So how can I schedule these life-giving things outside of the life-giving activities of my kids? And then when I'm with my kids, I don't have to worry about trying to fit all these other things in because I've already scheduled them. But when I'm with my kids, then I can be fully present with them. So I think, again, Kristen could speak even more to how you schedule well, given multiple kids in a family. Wow, Sarah, I'm so convicted by your words because... I feel like one thing that the enemy does all the time is put on this light on us of what you just said. We think we're spending a lot of times and we're actually not spending quality time. And the sad thing is that these kids are growing every day and you think you're spending all this time. And then when you look, some sometimes you look back and you're like, wow, how did this kid is so big already? Like, I feel like time has fly so fast. Like that's something that every parent says. And you look back and you're like, do I really spend quality time with it? Like, do I, did I pour like enough to this child that this child is going to be able to, you know, make the right decisions in life and everything. And um, thank you for sharing that. You know, I personally, I, I was very touched by it because, you know, I have a lot of little ones and you think you have little ones for the longest time mm-hmm. or they need to nap and this and routines are important. But sometimes you, you just keep doing, doing, doing and quickly, quickly. And then all of a sudden a week pass, a month pass. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, this this boy is getting us my height. Like you're growing so fast and, you know, and and you don't want to miss it, but you don't want to let also the enemy put guilt in your heart. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I love it. You know, Jean-Marie, one of my biggest regrets as a mom, and I I can see it so clearly in hindsight, and and I'm so thankful the Lord has opened my eyes to this, is in those younger years, when you are with your kids a lot, and they can't necessarily talk to you or love on you because they're infants or toddlers, and it's very physically taxing on you. Mm -hmm. Um, I wished time away. I wished for a different season of Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. when I could have more time to myself and my kids were more physically independent Mm -hmm. and I could enjoy them more emotionally. And, And I look back and I look at infants now and I actually miss that time. Mm -hmm. I miss the time of cuddling. I miss the time of that is, they needed me. I knew where they were. They, I, and so I encourage parents to be physically present and don't wish that time away because that time will pass. Hmm. 
it will pass. Trust me, I'm a grandmother now, and I so <laughs> I, I I get a, a a do over with them. You know, so like when Jimmy and I see them, we do nothing but play with them and, and love on them because we, you know, you do have a different perspective when you yeah. get older. I do think on on the reverse side of that, we what you said in the first episode with building in some margin into your day, whether you're a stay at home mom, a full time working mom, you have you know your feet in both camps. We do, as moms, have things that we have to get done. There are certain tasks, whether we dole those tasks out, we're still in charge of managing that yeah. they get done. And so there are some times where we need some time to to think and to process and to, you know, calendar and all of these things. So we have to build some margin into our, our schedule. Part of the things that we do as a mom in helping us not be overwhelmed is training our children to have margin and to have some time to themselves. And so we'll, we'll talk about that another episode, but having some quiet time, even if they're not napping is huge in helping moms not be overwhelmed because you're building some bandwidth and some margin into your schedule so that you can breathe a minute so that you can do some of the things that we've talked about today. And yet we can do too much of that. So one of our, our last questions, Sarah, is what what do you think could be this, this cycle that we get into sometimes as moms of, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed, so I need to escape. So I escape and I feel good, but then I get on the airplane or the car back home and now I'm all of a sudden feeling <laughs> overwhelmed again. And, there, we, you know, we've talked before that there's just not enough trips to Target or enough chocolate or enough out to eat times to stop this cycle. So talk to us about that a little bit. So part of it, Kristen, what you're saying is we have to have reasonable expectations. And I go mm. back to what, you know, I mentioned earlier that those things are really good things. God God wants us to be generous with our time and our money, but he also wants to enjoy the blessings he's given us. And that's great. I, I encourage women to go out with their spouse. I encourage women, you know, to go on vacation. I encourage women to hang out with friends. But when we start thinking that that is going to solve our problem, we're we're going to be surprised. Those are really good things, but in and of themselves are simply band-aids. So we have to dive into the heart problem of like, hey, I'm overwhelmed. Is this something that I have no control over? Or is there things I can actually do differently to make my life different instead of just being overwhelmed, stressed, worried, or even bitter about those things? And we can, we can create a cycle of, hey, I'm just going to log off and, and I'm going to go on to social media and I'm going to ignore my kids for right now. And then we go on to social media and we get more stressed because the things on social media are in the news mm-hmm. and we take it back out on our kids and we just want to escape again. Or our husband is, he's stressed at work and that stresses us out. So we're going to then you know, ignore him or give him, you know, quote unquote space. But then we're just becoming bitter towards him because he's not meeting our emotional needs. So we're just in this cycle of trying to escape it. And and really all of those things I gave are so important. But those eight things, it's because they're rooted in God's design. Mm -hmm. We have to pursue God's design and dependency on him. If we are not dependent on him, and we are wearing ourselves out, it doesn't matter how many of these eight things we do if we're not focused on, hey, this is a mission that God's given me. Hey, I need to be dependent on Him. I need to be pursuing God's design for my body, for my family, and for my life. So you're going to, if you keep on going back to the Band-Aids and only Band-Aids and not thinking deeper about those things I gave you, yeah, you're going to keep hoping that those things are going to fix a problem, and they're not. They're all good things. They're all things you should try, but the heart of it is pursuing God and His design. 
Sarah, and how can you encourage our listeners in terms of like how important the sources of how we release stress or we feel overwhelmed, like how that can hurt us? You know, and the reason I'm asking this is like you mentioned a little bit how sometimes we just go to social media, we just read that little um, blog or we listen to the news or the, the things that are happening in the world, even if you read a book or a novel or You know, if you're not into social media, because a lot of people is like, oh, you're blaming social media. No, no. If you just read books, but you're reading the wrong books, you know, they're not nurturing your spiritual. So about the source, you know, there's some source that we left, you know, in in our lives. They're actually overwhelming to us. And they're actually, I would say to the point like poison. So how can you encourage our listeners and say, listen, these these are sources that are not beneficial or how do we balance those sources? Yes. So we have to remember that social media and news sources are not our friends. They're there to make money off of us. <laughs> and they um, often news targets fear or anger and they want they have clickbait. They want you to. And, and what happens is humans this is something if you want, we tend towards gravitate towards things that already we believe in. So we're likely to gravitate towards Fox News if we believe in one thing or MSNBC if we believe another. And and so it's going to feed into what we already believe, which might be negative stereotypes or stressful things. The other thing news does is they tend to focus on things that have just happened that maybe don't happen often. So what's interesting is research shows is if you show something on the news like a plane crash, people are more likely to think that plane crash is going to happen than it actually does because it's right there in front of them. So when we go towards things like negative sources, we're not taking our thoughts captive. We're not thinking about or meditating on God's word. We're thinking about all these horrible things in the news, and those are just going to stress us out. And it doesn't keep us open-minded either to hearing from other people or hearing from God's word. And I'm not saying news is bad or social media is bad. Again, moderation. I'm saying not vacation is not a bad thing, but it's not an idol. And so, yes, all those things that would gravitate towards negative things are going to fuel our stress, not help it. There are some great resources for women who are very overwhelmed with stress, If they want a Christian counselor, there's a Christian counseling network. Risen Motherhood has a podcast, Mm -hmm. and they also have written a book. And Risen Motherhood tends to be very gospel-centered things for moms. And and Kristen and Jimmy's book, I'm almost finished with that, by the way, Uh, Um, like the Mean Kids Friendships chapter. And I really recommend it because it's been an encouragement to me to look at the Scroggins family, know that, hey, they weren't perfect. But, man, look at her kids and how faithful they were because God doesn't look at our behavior looks at our faithfulness. And and it was an encouragement to me to read the book. So I recommend their book, Full Circle Parenting, as well. Sarah, you're so sweet. Thank you for saying that. And I tell you what, thank you in general, because I just want you to know what a gift you are to the the uh, four of us who are sitting here, we've got our friend Carly here with us helping us today, too. And your your wisdom is a gift to our mom village yes. and to us personally. I'm grateful that you understand the science of the the how all of the body, mind, soul, spirit just melds together because God created all of it. And so thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, we will have you back again next season if you'll if you'll have if you'll have us back. Um, but we love Absolutely. you. We're grateful for your wisdom and how you always, always, always point us back to the scriptures. And we love you and we're grateful for you. And so, ladies, it's time for Sarah to go pick Aww. her kids up from school. So Thank we're going to all sign Thank off you. together. Yes. Ready? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.